Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 191st ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Uh, so far, I'm doing great, Cameron. How about you? It's pretty early in the morning uh, to be doing anything other than great, unless you had a road rage on the way in. I didn't. Not this time. <laughs> nope. Uh, do you have some caffeine in your system? A little bit. Mm. Yeah, kind of just really starting to settle in. You know? Yeah, I can't. I can't operate uh, without it. Yeah, you you've really been on the coffee train recently, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Olivia is seven months old now, and she is not sleeping the best lately. Mm. Teeth coming in and stuff. So, yeah, it's been a little bit of a struggle to get a good night's sleep, and she still wakes up to eat in the middle of the night. So. Uh, yeah. Gotta have it. Not sleeping the best, so I've become addicted to caffeine, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Because it's also delicious. So Coffee in the morning, coffee at night. Coffee at supper time. Supper time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, we're at 395 YouTube subscribers. Five away from 400. That's pretty cool. Did you, ever, did you ever think we'd have that many subscribers on YouTube? Uh, I, I don't know. Not it, really. Is it a little weird thinking about how many people will listen to your voice? Uh, I try not to think about it, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 don't really lo- I'm, I don't really love public speaking, that kind of stuff or anything like that. Well, it's just us here. But we're just, yeah, we're just in here, just the three of us. Um, but I, I know there's a few of you out there that are, that are hearing this, but I try not to think about that. But I know you guys are all wonderful people so i'm not too worried all right i won't ever bring it up again (laughs) just us here uh but yeah five subscribers away from 400 if you are listening to this and not subscribed we'd appreciate that uh also leave us a review if you're listening to audio only on a podcast service and you can support us directly on patreon patreon.com slash missouri sports pod uh this week we're going to talk about the nfl draft and uh transfer portal stuff for football and basketball also i wanted to mention did you see that they're doing a little alumni game in july it was just announced the bowers carroll alumni game yeah i think i saw something about that on twitter but i don't know anything about it to be honest it looks like they're just going to play some basketball that sounds good Mizzou arena uh july 16th so hopefully there's a way to watch that stream it or something do we know who else is is in it yet? I think, uh, no. I don't think anybody else has been announced yet. But uh, that'll be fun to see who they get back in town for that. Um, where should we start? Should we start with, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about J.J. Hester. J.J. Hester is in the transfer portal. Uh, just completed his freshman season at Mizzou. Uh, 12 receptions, 225 yards, and two touchdowns. But he will not be back. Yeah, that news came late last night. Um, kind of surprising, to be honest. Uh, four-star recruit from Tulsa and kind of seemed to show flashes last year and with, looked explosive and uh, athletic at times. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know exactly what's going on with this, but we can certainly hope that it's because other younger wide receivers are really stepping up. Maybe it's Dominic Lovett that's taken on a – on a bigger role obviously Luther Burden's in the room now there's other people that are going to see the field in the wide receiver room and maybe he just felt like playing time was going to be similar to last year not as not, not as much as he would want to be out there so 
hopefully there's uh, hopefully he's doing all right and he'll uh, he'll land somewhere else and get more playing time. Yeah, I can't imagine he would have trouble finding a nice landing spot. Yeah. Um, so we can maybe imagine that Burden, Lovett, Dove, Cooper, and Barrett Bannister maybe were all ahead of him potentially. So if that's the case, it's pretty understandable that yeah. he might look elsewhere. Yeah, and obviously, um, there's more freshmen than just Burden uh, to contend with. And uh, Missouri is going to be after some big-time wide receivers in the next couple classes. So I think this is just kind of what comes with the territory when you're recruiting at a pretty high level and you have a one position group in particular that's mm-hmm. just kind of loaded. Yeah, I feel like we see a lot of transfers, uh, especially in the football side, um, go to a lower level just to get more playing time. I wouldn't be surprised if J.J. Hester was could land at another Power 5 spot and, and see a lot, uh, see the field a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so wish him the best. And uh, luckily, got lots of depth at wide receiver, so it shouldn't hurt too bad. But yeah, I'm disappointed that we won't be able to see what he could have become mm-hmm. later in his career. Um, so NFL Draft... It is starts tonight, so we wanted to get in, in here early and hopefully get this episode out in time for people to listen to it before the draft, but probably most people listen to it maybe as it's happening or after. But, and uh, probably no Mizzou guys getting drafted tonight. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Um, my Carolina Panthers, I think, are picking sixth, and I'm just praying that they do not draft a quarterback. They need one. They need one, but the, the answer is not here, and it's definitely not at pick number six. Yeah, the quarterback class is pretty seemingly pretty weak this year, like almost historically bad, at least at this point where we are. Well, and just with how inflated the quarterback position has been, you know, in the last couple decades, Yeah, it's like, you know, it always ends up where, yeah, the quarterback class is okay to, yeah, there's some good players, but then somehow all these teams talk themselves into taking them in the right. top five. Yeah, they, yeah, their their values just inch up yeah. uh, the closer we get to the draft. Got to get them before someone else does. Right. Yeah. I, they all... it, it seems like that won't be happening this year, but uh, I wouldn't put it past the Panthers, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Malik Willis go there. Um, well, real quick, do you yeah. regret them not picking Justin Fields last year? Yes. Okay. Well, sorry I, I they've made some terrible decisions with quarterbacks in general. Uh, you know, going Not back to the Darnold. Te- no, but that wasn't even the worst one. I feel like <laughs> uh, the Teddy Bridgewater signing was worse than uh, trading for Darnold, honestly. But and if they had just done one or the other, I think I would be okay with it. But like doubling down on a veteran that hasn't done much, I don't know. Just draft offensive line tank this year get a quarterback next year that's what i think uh chiefs are going to get a wide receiver everybody thinks yeah the chiefs have two picks at the back of the first um i definitely think they have to draft a wide receiver with one of those two picks uh i think it's possible Traylon burks could be that far back uh don't really like him right now but if the chiefs (coughs) drafted him then i would maybe change my tune on him uh, I also think it's possible the Chiefs could trade up. So, What about uh, Jamison Williams? I would love for Jamison Williams to be available at the back of the first, but I just don't see it. He's sure. just so unbelievably talented. The only way that's possible is because he's coming off the ACL and maybe teams are, you know, your first-round pick is usually somebody, somebody that's ready to contribute immediately, and I don't know if Jamison Williams is ready to do that. So he could fall, but and I would love that if they could get him at the back of the first. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Chiefs do. 
Miko Hardman thinks that they don't need another speed guy. He right. think he's he thinks he's ready to step up. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> they do have uh, MVS now. Right. But that's yeah. Uh, that's not the guy of the future. All right. So for Missouri Tigers, um, I was looking at some mock drafts, looking at the list of eligible guys from Mizzou. I really tell me if you think I'm wrong. I really only see three guys that even have a chance of being drafted i think two of them definitely will and the third it's marginal he might be a late round pick might be one of the first undrafted free agents signed i think i agree with you there so i think the first guy off the board will be a caleb evans and i think he will probably go in the third round maybe fourth Mm mm-hmm yeah, Caleb Evans, you know, we, when we were, not we, uh, Mizzou was recruiting him last summer. Uh, it seemed like he had a chance to be a pretty highly drafted guy uh, down the road. I think his stock has fallen a little bit since that, what we thought it could be at that time. But I agree, he, he could be a third round pick. I think I see him maybe more like fourth. But, you know, he's got really good measurables, like he's tall and long. And so I feel like that's like really long arms and that's uh, unique for the cornerback position and so obviously that's attractive to nfl teams but you know he didn't test super well at the combine like he ran like a four four six um 40 which is okay and you know his footwork is okay and that kind of stuff so um yeah i think he definitely has potential to to be a decent nfl cornerback and uh i definitely think teams can certain te- it only takes one yeah. team to kind of fall in love with what he could be so I would guess fourth round for Evans, but I still think he could be the first Mizzou guy. I think he's got enough on film that will make teams satisfied with the pick. Productive college player for sure. And uh, I don't know. I think he, I think he just looks better in game than he has shown in some of the Mm -hmm. like drills and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, Speaking of cornerbacks who are going to get drafted, this is not Mizzou-related necessarily, but uh, I think the first cornerback off the board could be a top-10 pick is Derek Stingley Jr. from mm-hmm. LSU. And, I mean, he had to have had his worst game ever um, at Faroe Field, yeah. um, you know, two seasons ago. He was getting absolutely destroyed. I don't know if he was, like, kind of hurt that game. Or I don't know if he was just going through something that day, but... <laughs> My God, he did I mean, not—he did not look like a, the number one quarterback. Yeah. LSU in general that season didn't live up to expectations yeah. uh, coming off of the national championship. So yeah, I think it was kind of a whole team thing. But he in particular—that was yeah, obviously his worst game. Yeah. Um. So then the other guy that I think for sure was, is going to be drafted, uh, one of the all-time favorite players in the history of this podcast, Tyler Beatty. Every time we talk about him, I just kind of get sad that he's not still at Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, But he will surely get drafted. Um, I think, honestly, really close to where Evans goes. I think fourth round seems about right for him. And that's what a lot of the mock drafts I've seen point towards. Yeah, Tyler Beatty might as well uh, be my own son. I love him so much. Um, But he is really a unique prospect where... He is undersized, and that may be the reason why he goes, you know, fifth, sixth round potentially. But we obviously know what he's capable of. He just continues to prove people wrong. That's what he's done his entire career. And he was like a two-star recruit coming out of high school. Like, he just has always been, uh, you know, 
kind of slept on a little bit and has not always, by us though not by us absolutely <laughs> not by us and um you know he's has great speed can catch the ball really well and in today's nfl you definitely have to have a, a back that can catch the ball and be a change of pace back and um I think that's one thing that separates him from this class is there's a lot of really there's a lot of good depth at running back in this class but in my opinion um not a lot of guys that can catch the ball at an elite level and I think that's what Tyler Beatty does so well I honestly think he could be one of the best pass catching backs in this class and so uh, again he kind of just is team need and and how they see him but I think he could go as early as the fourth and extremely college extremely productive college career I mean as much as anybody, uh, elite speed. So yes, he's very well-rounded and is really his, his size is the only thing that probably makes him fall in the draft. Yeah. Arguably he had the most productive, uh, season last year for any running back in the country. Yeah. Obviously other players had more rushing yards, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Kenneth Walker had more rushing yards. He's, but you know, he doesn't, he does not catch passes at all at Michigan state. Yeah, and I think if you're looking for, I feel like Tyler Beatty is the prototypical, like, secondary back, change of pace guy, third down back. Mm -hmm. I feel like he'll walk into that role on a team, like, day one, basically. Yeah, Yeah, think about... With potential to develop even further. Yeah, think about J.D. McKissick or even even, uh, Tony Pollard or something like that, like, kind of a... Uh, a change of pace back like you said that that is uh, a smaller a more electric back for sure i i think there's absolutely a role like that but i think uh i don't think he will be satisfied with that role i think he will be you know he sees himself as like a lead back in the nfl i would assume Mm -hmm. so uh he has always kind of had that quiet confidence at mizzou and when he you know came back for a senior season without roundtree he really just like embraced that and was like, yeah, I'll be the number one guy. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. <clears throat> in his whole career, I mean, when he had a chance at Mizzou, he was so efficient and was just so, he would bring in so much energy. And it was kind of like, how do you take Larry Roundtree out of the game? You know, he's such, he's so reliable. He never fumbles. He's just a freight train like all the time. And so it was tough to get Beatty in there, but whenever he was, he proved that he that he deserved to to see those those touches. Yeah, the um, just with the draft being today, it's just I've seen a lot of videos retweeted and stuff of highlights of him, and uh, I just couldn't help but just go on YouTube, type in Tyler Beatty highlights, yeah. and watch them all because that he is he was so fun to watch last year, and yeah, like you mentioned, even when he was giving Roundtree a break here and there in previous seasons, he was still good for like one incredible play where he would catch the ball out of the backfield and, you know, go for 30 yards Mm -hmm. or break a tackle and turn a five yard gain into a touchdown randomly. Mm -hmm. So we, you especially saw that from like day one in him. And I think a lot of Mizzou fans eventually did. And yeah it was just like okay we probably should figure out a way to get this guy the ball more and when it did become his turn and they were just feeding him the ball he was like touching the ball 40 times in a game sometimes yeah it was uh kind of scary at times but uh i don't know there was nobody else that i wanted to have the ball in their hand basically who else we gonna give it to yeah and he definitely covered up uh lackluster quarterback play uh, his senior year 
tremendously. Yeah. Um, so the guy that I have down as sort of a fringe pick, maybe undrafted free agent, is Michael Mayetti. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mayetti definitely is the opposite of a NFL style prospect in the way of like his measurables. Like he's short, short arms but he has brute strength and honestly for offensive linemen that can be a good thing to really get leverage on on the defensive linemen and um, he has good instincts yeah oh yeah he's super smart and like so consistent like yeah. I, he never is hurt and is just plays hard every single play so i definitely think Mayetti will be one of those guys that maybe goes in the seventh maybe gets undrafted but absolutely has a shot to make a make a squad or even you know kind of work himself into a rotation he's a little bit older than maybe some other guys that um might be in his class but i mean he seriously he put up so many reps like on the uh bench press and stuff like he's just an absolute monster like strength wise and like just uh his passion for playing in the game like some of those intangibles he definitely has that going for him so yeah i definitely i definitely uh think he could he could sneak in there in the in the seventh round um, before I looked at other people's thoughts in mock drafts and stuff, I really thought it was a sure thing that he'd be drafted. So I was thinking like six round for him, but then I don't know yeah. the people that get paid to do this, uh, maybe don't think so it's as just much. So 100%, um, his, his size, he's just really short and yeah. short arms and, uh, probably not like super fast feet or anything like that, but. I definitely think that he is capable of, of playing at an NFL level. Um, other, uh, I only have written down Allie Green um, as another guy. I don't think he'll get drafted. I see him as an undrafted free agent potentially. Was there anybody else uh, off the top of your head that maybe is in that same boat? I, I, I really think Mayetti is the only other guy that will get close to being drafted. I think you're right. Um, off the top of my head, I, I think that uh, Allie Green's probably the uh, undrafted free agent and i'm sure there will be maybe a couple other guys that, yeah. that get opportunities well it should be exciting uh, it's always exciting when you have like a premier player like last year we had larry roundtree it was really cool to see where he ended up mm-hmm. and this year a caleb evans you know he doesn't yeah. have as much uh yeah last year was crazy actually because i think this was last year yeah yeah Oh, yeah, uh, Nick Bolton in the second, yeah, and yeah. Tyree Gillespie went in, like, the fourth, mm-hmm. and uh, who'd you just say? Uh, Larry Roundtree. Larry Roundtree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had, like, two or three guys that went pretty high up. But uh, with Beatty in particular, I just am intrigued to see what the quarter or what the running back room looks yeah. like at the team that selects him. Yeah. Because I feel like day one, depending on what that looks like, you'll know kind of what his role will be. Mm-hmm his rookie season at least yeah oh yeah another thing i forgot to say about Beatty was he uh had an amazing showing at the senior bowl mm. he actually didn't play in the actual game i think he maybe had like tweaked something and didn't actually get right. to play in the game but in all the practices and like scrimmages and stuff leading up to the game uh, he was getting a lot of praise like a lot of people saying he was the best running back there mm-hmm. and was was really productive so he just in every setting he's ever gotten a chance he's excelled so yeah and just the the way he kind of transformed his body a bit just this past off season yeah. um, from like his playing weight, his senior year at Mizzou to slimming down and basically prepping for drills and senior bowl practice and stuff like that. 
that in itself was impressive to me that just showed you know his motivated yeah and he is just clearly has the mindset of a professional athlete yeah and he's trying to definitely maximize what he has there all right so shifting gears over to basketball um once again there's been changes to the basketball roster boogie coleman and amari davis are both in the transfer portal they will not be returning to missouri there's two spots open now on the roster will there be more we don't know who's going to fill these two spots we don't know there's rumors (laughs) there's speculation let's let's try to figure it out yeah uh i mean literally last week we were just talking about i mean there could be a role potentially for boogie on this team you know we still haven't really just found a shooter in the transfer portal and boogie in a different role maybe could show that he's a capable shooter at least somewhat consistent but obviously that's not going to happen he's gone amari davis i think with some of the recent additions on the team you could it was just going to be difficult to see a path for amari davis to see much playing time so that kind of makes sense so yeah i mean literally who we have left caleb brown kobe brown and ronnie de gray yep that's crazy are all three of those guys going to be on the roster next i think so i mean may 1st is the last day that you can uh that's the deadline for the for the transfer portal to be immediately eligible today is the april 28th so you've got like what two three more days yeah i think it's over i think those three guys i'm gonna make a prediction they're staying they'll be on the roster next year i agree i honestly always thought that like the the extreme roster turnover situation was exactly this yeah but it's kind of insane that we actually hit the like what in my mind was like the maximum amount of turnover possible this has got to be the most turnover i've ever seen in one season for uh, like a team i root for yeah it's pretty wild unreal and i don't know it's like it's obviously not going to be like this every season moving forward but the way with transfers and uh you know one year guys plugging holes and stuff covid year yeah there's going to be i don't know the days of just like kind of watching a team grow in front of you and develop i think they're kind of over it's more like there's one or two guys every other class <laughs> that you'll be able to watch for four years and really get to know. Yeah. But we'll just have to adjust. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously going to root for whoever's wearing the Mizzou uniform, but it is, it is weird for the people that maybe don't follow as closely as some, as some of us do. And they're just wanting to see some familiar faces year to year. Yeah. That yeah. that's going to be different for a little while. Yeah, and for sure. I think the transfer portal will calm down, you know, over the, next few years maybe a little bit um or not but with the covid year whenever that like extra year of eligibility is kind of like out of the system i think that yeah. you could maybe see a little bit of a i don't know decrease in numbers but yeah I, there's all but that that exists now the phenomena of you know like i've got one or two years i've been really productive at a lower level gonna go fill a role at a better team i Great. think that's just gonna be there now yeah i absolutely agree uh so two spots left and uh, there is a new development on the recruiting trail. Um, Blair Oaks, big man, Luke Northweather, 
visited Mizzou and got an offer officially. Sounds like it, yeah. Um, that was just this week. Um, kind of a guy who's been really under-recruited, it seems 2022 like. 2022 recruit. Yes, until just in the last week or so. It seems yeah. like he's kind of blown up. Uh, I mean, inc- incredibly productive high school player. I think he's like 6'10", 6'11". Big guy. He averages almost 30 points a game. He can step out and shoot a little bit. Uh, but he does play it at a fairly low class, like not great competition that he's playing against. So it's always kind of hard to tell how good he would be against better competition because you know he's not like super athletic. Clearly he's, I mean, gifted though. I mean, he knows how to score at any level. If you're scoring 30, 30 points a game, you know what you're doing. And uh, definitely could be a productive college player. I think he recently got an offer from Oklahoma. He's going to take a visit to Wisconsin this weekend, and uh, who knows what could happen when he's there. So um, I th- it sounded like Missouri kind of wanted him potentially to do a prep year, and then when other schools started getting involved, they're like, okay, we just got to ramp this up, and yeah. he's we're going to lose him if we don't offer him. So I feel like this could go really quickly. Like in, the, in the next two weeks, I think we'll definitely – I really do think we'll know where he's going to end up because he's not going to – He's going to capitalize on this momentum. Yeah. You know, I think he'll be able to kind of read the situation and know he needs to go ahead and jump on one of these offers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Missouri, which they do not uh, account for, like, competition, really, honestly. They just look at raw stats, basically, to name it, which is cool. Like, you shouldn't, for an award like that, you should be able to get that if you're a lower, playing at a lower class. It shouldn't just always go to the best, you know, class five player. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of interesting that uh, one of these last two spots that are just newly available might go to this uh, state of Missouri big man that we hadn't really heard much about more than a week ago. Yeah. Um, but, and I, and I think uh, Coach Gates is definitely still looking for like a rim protector. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he, I mean, Northweather, if he comes to Mizzou is not going to be a contributor day one no. or year one, or maybe even year two. <laughs> so, but we need those type of guys in the program. Yeah. And just to balance the classes too. I think we have a lot of seniors, like a lot yeah. of guys who will play one or two more years. So kind of wouldn't hurt to add a, you know, add another freshman. Yeah. And uh, a guy who is, if it's understood, you know, not going to get a lot of playing time early, but we need you to develop into a piece, you know, as an upperclassman. You need a few of those guys every year. Um, that other open spot, I don't know. I feel like we still need a shooter. We yeah. still need a guard, but also, like I said, Gates definitely wants to get a rim-protecting big man. Um, I have been apparently just been wrong about DR's role on next year's team because I really thought you could slot him at the five and he could protect the rim some and uh you know whatever well when you think of a guy who's 6'11 yeah usually that's a guy who can do that at least to some degree offensively whatever you know you play stretch for whatever you want to do but I really thought he'd be somewhat capable of guarding the other team's big man but um I think the staff would love to add a more traditional five oh yeah uh rim protector and finisher at the rim so we'll see what happens there but also they've been in on other guards and that brings us to adam miller 
we talked about him when he entered the transfer portal, you know, a month ago. Yeah, we speculated about where he would fit into the lineup. Could he be a package deal with Penson? Right, like, right. We talked about that a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And then kind of forgot about him. Right. Everything's been so quiet on his recruitment. Uh, we haven't really heard. There, there hasn't been like a final five or visits or anything like that from him. Um, but there's been lots of Twitter rumors and drama surrounding him in the last 48 hours. Uh, there was people on Twitter that were like certain that he was coming to Mizzou, but those rumors have been contradicted by other rumors and uh, people that are supposed to know what's going on uh, have been given conflicting information apparently. So it's kind of been a whole saga now. And um, I don't know, from the outside, it's like, well, we might as well just, you know, buckle up and see what happens because there's no it, it seems like the information is just all over the place right, right. now. yeah if he really were to be interested in missouri i think that's exciting um he kind of fills a role that we are in, in desperate need of and definitely thought that was a role that jason roach could fill but he committed to richmond which makes it almost more likely that it seemed like maybe dennis gates knew there was a bigger fish out there right that we were in had a realistic shot to land which would obviously be Adam Miller. So I, you know, I'd be really happy if he, if he wanted to join for sure, but you know, it just seems all over the place right now. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's not sure who we're talking about, Adam Miller from Illinois played freshman season at Illinois, transferred to LSU, got hurt, did not play at all last year and just recently entered the portal again. Yeah. Averaged uh, like eight or 10 points on a really, really good Illinois team as a freshman yeah. and shot like 40% from three. Played a lot of minutes on a team that was a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So, yeah, you could easily slot him into the two spot um, and never look back, I think, assuming he's fully recovered from his injury. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's a name that's out there to fill one of the last two spots. Uh, like I said, a lot of conflicting information on uh, – you know, people really on Twitter were like all in on the idea that he was for sure coming to Mizzou. <laughs> and then some of that got walked back or there was new information. Um, so do you think, give me a prediction. I'm putting you on the spot. Give me a prediction on Luke Northweather. It's tough to know because I still think uh, there's other guys that are similar skill set that Missouri is interested in, but I'll say there is a 40% chance he ends up at Missouri. Are you, do you, is another Power 5 team taking up a bunch of that uh, 60% or you think not Power 5 at all is more likely? No, definitely Power 5. I, I think Oklahoma and Wisconsin both are, are players for sure. And then um, Adam Miller. Like, there's no, there's literally nothing to go off of here yeah. other than pure speculation. Uh, give me twenty five percent. Okay. Okay. So then, my last question here, uh, as of right now, two spots left. Mm -hmm. Just how do you think it's going to break down? Do are, are they going to take like two big men, uh, a guard, and a big man? Is that? Do you think that's what they're shooting for? Is a little more balance there? I think in an ideal world, yeah. I think you add Adam Miller, and I think uh, you know there's been a lot of rumors about uh, Jamarian Sharp at uh, Western Kentucky. He's a seven-five big man who played with uh, played for Kyle Smith Peters mm -hmm. at John A. Logan. 
uh, he's not even in the transfer portal or yeah. anything like that. So um, yeah, I was I yeah I wasn't even sure whether to bring him up or not just because he's not in the portal yet. Yeah, it just is a guy that um, could play probably at a higher level than he's currently at, and is you know has, has a, a strong connection, connection with a yeah. current assistant coach. So um, he's got like two or three days to get into the transfer portal if he's going to do it. And if he does go in the transfer portal, then yeah, I think he ends up at Missouri, but we, we just don't know what's going to happen with that. So ideally, I think they'd like to have Adam Miller and Jamarian Sharp, uh, but I think it looks more likely that it could be Luke Northweather and maybe one of those other two guys or something like that, or just somebody completely different that we haven't heard as much about yet. Yeah, that's one of the things that is interesting is we had all those guys on campus and uh their fates have kind of all been determined now. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's not a lot of other names that are at the forefront as far as guys that Missouri is interested in. Um, is it? Do you think it's possible they bank a scholarship and just, you know... Let move? it ride in the next year? Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, you know, the way they've kind of rebuilt this roster is there's a lot of guys that can contribute. Like, they're super deep. They could probably play eight or ten guys and rely on all of them in some degree to contribute Mm -hmm. and you know maybe they don't need to you know fill that that scholarship right now because you're not going to play more than 10 guys and so honestly when you look at the roster almost every single buddy almost every single person every single buddy every single body (laughs) on the roster is somebody that i could see producing so um, I don't know who's gonna not be. I'm not. I don't know who's not gonna play when I look right, at right. who's on the roster. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's certainly possible. Uh, I know that they're gonna like uh, Gates and Young are gonna be going after high caliber recruits. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna be going after five star guys that they have connections with already. Mm-hmm. And so it wouldn't, yeah, you know, like you said, wouldn't surprise me if they just kind of held on to that and tried to turn it into a top 100 guy next year. Um, we did have a YouTube comment. One, uh, he thought we were selling uh, DeAndre Golston short, and he thinks potentially Golston could start at the three. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. I feel like, I guess that's possible. I responded and said that uh, he just wasn't very efficient last year um, at Milwaukee, but that Milwaukee team was terrible. So he was being asked to do everything offensively. And he was more productive as a junior when the team was a little bit better. I don't know. I just think when you look at like the efficiency metrics of guys like Hodge, um, they're just a step above as far as like effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. And they're already pretty familiar with Gates' system. It's possible that Golston might be like, I really don't think he'll start very many games but he could be one of the first couple guys off the bench, but I could also see him being the odd man out and not really getting a ton of minutes just because there's so much depth at the wing position. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the roster was, if the current roster right now was final going into the season, then, and we don't add another shooter or anything like that, I definitely think it's possible um, that he could start at the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that, I don't know if that would happen, but, that is in the range of outcomes potentially but 
realistically, I think we will add somebody else that will take away from his minutes probably. And again, uh, yeah, Demoy Hodge is a similar player potentially that I just see playing more minutes and is more efficient and has rapport with um, with Gates. So and defensively is yeah. a step above, I think. Yes, and so I don't know. Um, I think he'll absolutely play you know, 15 minutes a game or something like that. But I don't know that I see him being like a super high contributor. Yeah. The problem is when you have so many guys that are kind of roughly right. the same level yeah. and same uh, style of play, yeah. even somebody's going to be the odd man out, not yeah. getting a ton of minutes. It could go anyway. But I, I hope that uh, he's what I would hope for him is that he is that we have better players starting and contributing consistently mm-hmm. but he is kind of like a offensive guy to bring in off the bench and you could balance out his defense easily with like uh gomillion yeah. you know playing next to him and, and guarding the better offensive player yeah and in a normal year whenever you bring in a, a mid-major transfer like that um that's been productive at that level and has one year left or something then yeah that usually fits the description for a guy that's going to come in and have a really cemented role and play a lot but just because of the uniqueness of the situation where we literally don't know anything about anybody really at the you know playing for the Missouri and we have a new coach and all that um, I think it's a little bit different situation and basically everybody almost fits that description of just a guy that's moving up and and uh, transferring in so it's just it's tough to see where everything's yeah. gonna fall. And I just love that there's excitement for next year. I love that fans yes. are kind of like figuring out the guys that they really like already, just from looking at last year's tape and everything. And I yep. think it'll be fun to see how everybody comes down on the new additions. And uh, yeah, and of course we appreciate the YouTube comments, helps the oh, algorithm, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we we like responding. Um, that's about it, right? That's the algorithm, you said. Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's engagement helps the algorithm. Yeah. We love you guys commenting. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just still, I don't just rumors, but I think that we, you know, we could have news by next week for sure on, on an edition. And, uh, I would definitely keep an eye out for, for Northwest North weather for sure. No more new spots. Do we agree that I think we agree on that. Yeah. Is can we draw any conclusions from the people staying? Obviously, Kobe Brown and Noah Carter. I mean, not Noah Carter. Uh, Ronnie, uh, DeGray. Ronnie DeGray are both, you know, kind of similar position. Can we draw any conclusions that those guys feel like their uh, roles have not been threatened as much? Does that mean Noah Carter maybe is more of a three? Uh, Diara's a three or a five, um, or is it just is it just madness? And we have like a bunch of guys that will play the four. I don't know. It, it is interesting. Um, I think potentially uh, Ronnie DeGray having another an additional year of eligibility versus Coleman and Davis, prop, that might factor into it, um, where he could let he could watch some of these seniors move on and then inherit a much more significant role next year. And that may be enough to keep him on board. I, I don't think it's certain that Gates was like, hey, I for sure want you three on next year's team. I think he kind of probably just said, you know, we're going to recruit over everyone. Yep. And if you want to stick it out and see where, where you fall, please do. If not, you know, there's no guarantees. Is there any chance Kobe Brown does not start on this team? 
I don't. I don't. I think he will start nearly every game next I year. I think I agree too. But I started thinking about that. No. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible. Well, yeah, I agree. That he could actually lose some minutes on this oh, team. Oh, for sure. Well, I think I mean, it, it would be it would sure. be healthy for him to lose some minutes if yeah. we have a little bit better squad. But um, I don't know. I think he'll be a holdover that whose whose role is more or less unchanged. Maybe just uh, not asked to create as much for himself and yeah. others offensively, which will be great in yeah. my opinion. Okay, one more question for you. Uh-huh. Aiden Shaw, three or four? Is he more of a four. wing? Okay, I've seen. It's. I feel like I've seen differing opinions. Yeah, yeah. About where he's going to fit in, and I could see that changing over the course of his career. And uh, with a yeah. different roster makeup, um, if we were more big heavy to start, then yeah, I'd see him, him more of a, you know, three. Yeah, I think I agree. I, at least initially, it makes yeah. more sense for him to play the four. I think, but yeah. could develop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hope I hope we're talking about him as a you know, a, a three, a, a tall, defensive-minded three who can step out and make shots from outside by the time that he's a junior, basically. It's all Kyle's questions for today. All right, good questions. Uh, we appreciate your comments, Kyle. <laughs> um, I guess that's it for this week. That's it. Tune into the draft. Probably no no Tigers going tonight. But uh, there's always drama in the first night of the NFL draft, play, uh, teams trading and stuff, so that's always fun. Any and, predictions for Tyler Beatty landing spot? Oh, man. On the, completely on the spot? I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not tuned in to the running back needs of NFL teams enough. Uh, I, I, could, I would expect he would go to a team that kind of already has a pretty solid veteran mm-hmm. that they give the ball to. Uh, you know, I'm first and second down every time. Um, so I don't even know who what that means. Like, uh, give me the uh, give me the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. In the fifth round. Wow. Yeah, that actually. Now that you mention it, that's a great <laughs> prediction. I'm going to go with that as well. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue before you said. Yeah, it. I figured. All right, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Lewis Hernandez, Tim Keens, and Tyler Harsel. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We are on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week after the draft.